Hello. Hello. Welcome to the Fall Mike's 13th. One ankle might have slipped up on me. I did. <laughs> we missed our cue. Well, yeah, it was the podcast ministry of First Baptist Church here in Hogansville. Uh, you can catch us at, we're listed under Four Mics, 13 Teeth, One Ankle Monitor on Anchor, Spotify, Google Play, Radio Public, and Apple Podcasts Connect. We're also on YouTube and, of course, Facebook, the CR Hogansville Celebrate Recovery page. I'm Gary Blanks. I'm Pastor Greg and here to, at First Baptist. And today we are talking about the importance of mentors. Welcome to the Four Mics, 13 Teeth, One Ankle Monitor podcast. A podcast about addiction recovery made by addicts for anyone battling addiction. Hello, guys. Welcome back. Sorry about the interruption there with us. I'm a rookie. Y'all got to forgive me. <laughs> We're still new to this. These folks tell me when to hush, when to sit down. I maybe. guess we need a mentor. Yeah, we need a mentor. <laughs> We're going to do a podcast next week about how not to do a podcast. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So we're talking about the importance of mentors today. And first, you know, what it, what do you see a mentor is? Mentor is somebody that'll step in your life and not just tell you what's wrong or tell you what to do or show you which way to go, but goes that way themselves. Right. I mean, nobody take advice about me about being a mentor about weighing 125 pounds. You know why? Because I don't like I don't got bit by a tick. Right. But, what happened? <laughs> right. Okay. Well, you gonna help me? Listen, bro. You better preach your take. You on preaching. Right. But a mentor not only will tell us what's right, they'll help us do right. But more than that, they'll be doing right themselves. Right. So and, this is somebody that's trustworthy and not just honest, but honest with themselves. Not just honest with you, but honest with themselves. Yeah. And you know the truth is, find a mentor. Uh, for there's there's different. You would kind of like to put your whole life in the one category and go to one person and get some advice. But sometimes you need multiple mentors. And by the way, Bill Dollar's running point for us today. He's on the. That's what I was saying for Yes, you. Amen. Thank him for being back there. Yeah, I'm pretty, he's one that kind of keeps all this going. This is his baby. But going back to what I was saying, every most of the time, I guess if you did it right and everything was in a perfect world, mom and dad are mentor to mentor the kids. Coaches and teachers are mentor to kids, so they keep they keep kind of an even flow where they got accountability and instruction. Right, right, right. So, but mentors are going to change as we get as as we as you grow in 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 your life. Sure, um, sure. You know, like for me in recovery, I had a mentor through drug court, and right. the mentor was somebody who said, "There's five phases: mm-hmm. it's first, second, third, fourth, and fifth. But there's a if when you got into the fifth phase of drug court." You were a mentor to the ones in the first, second, and third phase. I understand. So now, I mean, this shows us right there that you know, and for me, for you to graduate, you had to be a mentor in your fifth phase, or you wasn't going to graduate. Oh, I understand. You, it was a, re- a recommendation. Then that's just, so that's smart. I it guess. is. It shows us that you know this is something that works. Right. Um, this is something that we need in our life. But that, like I said, that your mentors are going to change once you get a hold of what you're trying to to accomplish. Sure. You're going to step out on your own, right. and then you can turn around and, and show somebody else what to do. Right. And, you know, probably break down the areas of our life that needs a mentor. We would absolutely 100% say the life of faith, we'd have to have a mentor. Right. Somebody to point us to. When I got, the night I got saved, I knew I needed something. I was running from the police, uh, had me a pretty good addiction of everything. I had, I had a problem with everything. And we're talking about 32 years ago. And, uh, 
but when I went to I went to a church on Wednesday night because in my mind I thought if I get to church maybe they could help me. Went to a Wednesday night service, and the pastor became a uh, he showed me how to be saved and led me to the Lord and I got saved. Right, and uh, he became a mentor to me about my faith. Now here's what they, they told me. They said God is faithful to us. Now, I don't know if we get them telling me God's faithful to us, and He requires faithfulness from us. Right. Okay. Now all that sounds good, except you got to talk to me like I got some sins because I don't. I'm dumb as a rock. Right. You have to break it down to they me. They said, okay. Right. So here's where you would start. You would start being faithful in church attendance. I said, okay. I can make it to church. Be faithful in prayer and be faithful in Bible reading. Okay. Fine. So that was on the Wednesday. That was on a Sunday. I think Sunday they gave me a little paperback Bible. The following Wednesday I went back to church. They said, hey, Greg. You prayed. You pray. I was thirteen years old. I started asking you about what yeah. you should be doing. Don't be right. fronting on me. <laughs> yeah, right. I do what I want to do. Hey, you don't know about yeah, me and my God. About? What, but you what mean? was he doing? My mentor was saying, "Listen, this is what happened in my life." Because I asked him one day, I said, "Y'all read the Bible and pray every day?" Oh yeah, we got to. So they begin to show me in my faith that if I wanted, I could have all the God I wanted. But if I wanted, I said that this morning. If I wanted more of Him, I was going to have to work for it. Right. The right. Bible ain't just going to ooze in your ears. Oh. Yeah, right. Yeah, we have to put in the work ourselves, and it, it's a process. Even in you know, with with our faith, mm-hmm. but you know, you know, who would, we start looking at? Well, who's going to be my mentor? What That's do right. I need to be mentored in? Right. Am I going to stay comfortable and and tell myself I I don't need anybody else? I sure. got this. Here. But no, you know, so we. What a godly man right. who, looking for, and that's what fell into your life. That's right, some godly people. Right. And you know, here, here's here's the truth. If I want to be a welder, I would get around the best welder I knew. Right, that just makes common right. sense. Right, well, but the thing is that we had you're still going to have to do a little bit of your research because oh, yeah. I don't want somebody that's you know that don't know how to weld. I mean, you know, or sure. or they've had some flax, you know, had to send it to somebody else right, to get it redone. Right. So you want to get around the best welder you know, because that's, right. that's what you ask a mentor. So I would look at these people's lives and I would say, okay, in the life of faith, and their, you use that lot, their walk with God, they don't want my life to mirror their walk with God. Right. Because if they spiritually are jacked up, I got that one on my own. Right. I messed up too, so I, I don't need to follow you. That's what that's what the Bible says. Follow me. Paul said this. Follow me as I follow Christ. Now, right. Grab a hold of that shirt that's tail. That's right. Because wherever he goes, I'm going. If I wrote that, he said, oh, that's kind of arrogant. I'd think the same thing. But that was under the inspiration of God. Right. And he said, okay, Paul, I'm not going to follow Paul because of Paul. He's a short guy, can't see out of his eyes. I'm going to follow Paul because of where he's heading. Right. And I want to get there. Well, since he's the only one I know going there, I'm going to follow him. Right. right. And, you know, I guess in addiction, too, you follow the same thing. We had a member show us how to read scales. We right. Somebody, somebody, right. Yeah. We didn't just do it on our own. Yeah, I mean, up. you might have done it on your own, but you messed up a bunch before you That's got right. there. Yeah. <laughs> you we lost mentor, a lot of money. We, <laughs> you know, we mentored the entire United States in the metric system because we'd read scales, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, it, so, you know, it's... <laughs> There's um, a friend of mine who uh, is sad to say, but he learned how to read and write on a telephone, sending texts, making drug deals. That's right. That's right. It, you know, it's, it's Multi, multitask. Right, right. And I think he dropped out of, uh, out of school in the second grade. You know, but I mean, it's sad, but you know, the only way he, he learned it was from the ones that he was hanging around. Yeah, I, I went to you school know, with that's a guy like we're that. At. We that's, was in the fifth grade, and he was cool because he drove in fifth grade. Right. <laughs> that's the truth. Thing with Johnny. Anyway, so yeah, you're right. right. So anyway. People speak in our lives. We have it is. You can't live. Nobody lives on an island. Right. right You're right. either progressing or growing, 
or you're shriveling up and dying in any aspect of life. So how do I know I'm progressing? Well, I find me a mentor. Now, here's how you know you found your good mentor, because they even put you out of your comfort zone. Right. They're going to keep pushing you. They start throwing right, ideas. They're not going to let you get comfortable. No, no. They start throwing ideas at you, start thinking, that ain't going to work. Oh, it worked for me. Right. right. And if it worked for me, it worked for you. So in the life of faith, somebody gets, somebody, let's take, since we're in the world of uh, addiction. Right. Somebody's gets locked up or whatever. We even got people come celebrate recovery. They just tire of that lifestyle. Right. And right. I can't do it on my own. Will y'all be a mentor to me? Right. Show me what I need to do. We step up in their life and he, we gather around him like, you know, first hands at a picnic. Well, what's the right? Y'all need to slow down. No, we don't slow down. Yeah. If no. this is what you want, this is how you get This there. is what it is. This is what I done. Yeah. And not necessarily this is the way that you need to do it, but we have other well, options sure. for you. And we can show you to the one that has right. all the answers. And we would say, well, since you don't know what to do, right. follow me until your way develops enough. Right. See, we got. If you really want a mentor, you got to take the ego and the pride out and lay it down. And we men, we 2% yeah, water. Yeah, you have to open up. You have to be sure. honest. M- right. Most time men are 2% water and 98% ego. You ain't going to tell me nothing. Right. I do this on my own. You know, I, What's up? What are you fussing <laughs> me for? I'm taking <laughs> right. care of you, baby. Yep. I'm paying these That's bills, right. ain't it, baby? So but when people get saved, we step into their life and say, okay, you want to grow close to God. Here's what he says to do, and here's how to do it. Okay. Well, this ain't, you, this ain't, we're not dealing with rocket scientists, but we're dealing with people, and we're dealing with our life that – we won't get close to God. The the second thing, and you speak into this too, you being uh, having a lot of kids, we need a mentor for our family. Now, this is very important. It used to be in churches, biblically in the New Testament, the the world of, if you want to use the term counseling right. family, older couples went and talked to younger couples when they was having a bad problem. And the husband would talk to the man, and the woman would talk to the woman and say, listen, here's what happened to us. What's going on with y'all? Let's talk about it. Don't throw your marriage away. Don't throw your kids away. And the man, the old man, was sometimes speaking to the young man's lives and listen, you need to be a better husband. You need to take care of your wife. Be godly. You need to take care of your husband. Be a godly husband. And that's, right. that's biblically in the New Testament what it was. And to take care of him. But listen, if somebody's been married, divorced, Ten times? Well, I can tell you what not to do. I can fail on my own. Right, 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 Find right. Find me somebody that's been, you know, 30, 40, 50 years, okay. Y'all ain't had it all right, but you stayed together. Tell me how that worked out. Right, right. Because yeah. we don't need, you know, I can, like the guy said, I can fail by myself. I got, <laughs> I, yeah. got that, I got that screwing up down pretty right. good. Right, well, you know, speaking on, with my family, right. it, it, um, you know, it kind of got rocky when, when me and my my now she is my wife. Mm-hmm. When we got back together, you know, and my kids and all came back home, we were still we was going through some hard times because I'm still brand new to everything. Right, right, sure. As far as being responsible yeah. and having structure in my life and, and ra- even raising the kid, you know, I know how to change the diaper because I changed my own brother's sister's That's diaper. Right. That's but right. that was it. Yeah. You know, I didn't know well how many ounces of water goes to this one. You know, I'm having yeah. you know, so I ended up asking, you know, talking to my mom a lot. That's right. You know, so she she taught me a lot. And then uh, we had some troubles between me and the wife. And I actually had, you know, an older couple come to seen it. They mm-hmm. seen what was going on. And they, they, they came to us and we sat down and talked. And it was at church. These are the people that I was keeping around me, my accountability partner. Right. One of them was, you know, he was my accountability partner. Right. She was her accountability partner. Yep. You know, they were, so they came to us as as 
um, a husband and wife, and and it actually calmed everything down, you know, and it, sure. it, it set us, you know, it gave us perspective of what's going on, of what's coming, and how to get over it. And these, you know, people ended up being, you know, they are mentors to us sure. to a certain degree. We don't ask enough questions right. from them like we do. But, you know, for me, you know, as a man, I still have trouble with pride. Right. I'm still, you know, like you were saying before, we had to put all these other things aside. Sure. We had to open up to them and they have to know exactly what's going on. But you're not going to, you know, it's in these hard times, though, is when we grow. Right. And, you know, for the most part, a mentor is not going to come search you out. Oh, um, you're going to have to look for them. They're yeah, not, you know, uh, that was just a, you know, divine uh, intervention sure, when sure. they they came to us. Because, so you know, if your family, let's suppose you and your wife's having a truck time. As a pastor, I can tell you this, uh, if I see something, I'll, I'll go and speak in somebody's life. But if there's resistance, I've done all I'm doing because people don't take unsolicited right. advice. Right. And uh, But somebody's wanting help. They'll come search you. Yes, listen, I need some help. Here's right. what's going on. And give me the facts. I don't need the dirt. Just give me the facts. Right. And in addiction, I got myself here. Here's how I got here. I want to go there. How did I get there? Right. Okay. The mentor may not know. But right. the mentor can hold your hand as we go find somebody and get them there, get help right. somebody get there. Right. So we need a, we need a mentor in our faith because that's that's the foundation of everything else we're going to talk about. Because if you got a if you got a man, if you want to be a better husband or you want to be a better father, don't search out somebody who you know they're not a good father, you know they're not a good husband. And by the way, a good mentor is not going to tell you they're a good mentor. The proof's in the pudding. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, I like what... Uh, um, yeah, it's when, not when, too when, humble if you no, say I'm a humble I'm person. A great, yeah. <laughs> I'm the most humble person I know. Yeah, right. It's kind of like the kid in Sunday school class. He won the, the hum, most humble pen in church in Sunday school, yeah. and they took it away from him because he wore it. <laughs> but um, Phil Robertson went to... Um, Went to Willie Robinson. He was, I don't, I, you know, the Duck Dynasty. Yes, 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 yes. When he, yes. he got the company built up and his son sold it from him, sold right. it, bought it from him. And he said, son, if you really are going to be the best, you're going to be the greatest duck call company in the world, you don't have to tell people you are. They'll know. It'll just be that. They will. The, the, your customers will make you the best. Right, right. And so find a mentor in your faith that you, they're where they want, they're where you want to be spiritual. You want to walk with God. You see God all over them. You say, listen, I'd like to just ask you some question one afternoon, trying to get my walk with God right. Secondly, find somebody whose marriage, you know it's good. It's not perfect. Heck, it may be great. Right. But we can mess up on our own. That's right. Find somebody if your wife's having problems, if you and your husband's having problems, you say, no, go find you a couple. If one of the spouses won't go get some help, you in bad trouble. Right. You Because now you got something that, that they're not wanting to be obedient. They don't want help. I can do it on my own. Right. You know, and we don't it. see that they need help. Right. And I'm not. I'm perfect. The first thing a mentor tells you, say, listen, I ain't got all the answers, but here's what happened to me. Here's how I got here, and I'm going to tell you exactly what I did. Yeah, now let's do it. That's right. Yeah, so and I'm going to hold your hand. Here's my phone. I'm, a real mentor has the heart of a teacher. Like, right, like right, Randy right. Says. And, uh, Bill, why don't you come on right fast and tell him about uh, Mr. Schaefer? Or, did I saying that right? Oh, no, it's Mr. Shivers. Shivers, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, he was just a mentor in my life because it was somebody that I saw how he lived his life. So I went to him, and basically I asked him without asking him. What I did was I just started going over there and spending time with him, right. watched the way that he treated his wife, watched the way he talked to his kids, watched the way that he just handled life. And he mentored to me the whole time. I think this is so important for 
anybody um, just like me that was coming out of addiction. Sure. Right. It, it's it's huge to find these people. And one that I, I want to speak about for a minute is uh, finances. Okay. I believe Ooh. that everybody coming out of addiction, uh, their finances are messed up. Oh, yeah. yeah. I had to, right quick, I'm sorry to blood in, but I still haven't too long been back in control of my own. I'm almost four years sober. You know, in the beginning, I had to give all the money that I was making to my mom. Right. Say, you know, look, this is... Hold this because I'm scared of what I'll do with it. Right. I don't trust myself right right at the moment. Right. So, well, yeah. Well, one of the best things that uh, I would suggest that anybody do was uh, get you a Dave Ramsey course. Right. Uh, there's right. a lot of churches that do it. Uh, when you start learning how – this guy went from – bankrupt to now he's a multimillionaire. So, hey, I'm going to listen to what he's got to right. say. Right. Also, he's a very godly man. So that just makes it even more me wanting to listen. Now, right. the, the things that he's saying, are they hard? Yeah. Yeah. Because some of the sayings are eat rice and beans, then eat beans and rice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, put put your money in an envelope. Spend only this and only that. But I, I believe that anybody coming out of addiction wants to grab a hold of their finances sure. until they find out that I actually have to do all this stuff. And that's why I was talking about this morning. If you want to get close to God, if you want to move on, you got to work. Right. And it don't come easy. So they'll tell you there's three basic principles. First of all, let me go back to family just a minute. If you got an aunt and uncle who fuss and fight all the time, but there's no peace in their marriage, they've been married 40 years, they've tolerated each other for 40 years. Right. The insurance is worth more than the marriage. Right. So find Cheaper to keep her. Yeah, cheaper to keep her. (laughs) Um, find you a marriage that you can build, that you want to be where they're at. And you know they got a good marriage. Not perfect, not perfect, but it's great and they love God. Finance is a big thing because in the world of church work, that's one thing that blows marriages apart is finances. Right. Here's what here's the, here's basically the three principles that you would come off of. Always live more you live on less than you make. Number one, tie ten percent. Right. If somebody comes to you and says, "Preacher, I'm having a terrible time with my finances." Okay. I, first call, first thing I do, do you tithe? Right. Okay. Secondly, do you save? Because God says as much about saving as he does tithing. So, okay, I'm on. If I got a dollar bill, I'm gonna give God ten cent. Let's play the math easy. I'm gonna put ten cent in a piggy bank. Right. I got eighty cent. Now here's what smart people do. I'm gonna take that eighty cent. I'm gonna divide it up. I'm gonna live on. I gotta pay my rent. Gotta pay my do all this. I'm gonna live my world on eighty percent. Here's what we do. Right. We tithe ten percent. God, we tithe. Amen. And then the ninety percent. The 90 cent we got left, we just blow the fire out of it. Right. But I tithe, I understand, but we're not living on the 90 of biblical principles. And somebody said, well, ain't nobody going to tell me what to do with my money. Oh, somebody is. I promise you somebody right, is. Right, right. Are you going to keep ending sure. up where you're at? Right. So we're taking advice from my broke uncle. He's hiding his car behind his house because the repo man's coming. <laughs> right. And, you know, he's he got mama's life insurance policy, and he's got $10,000 because he knows how to handle money. And... Boy, he's got money. I'm going to go ask my man. I'm going to go see if he'll hold, let me hold a, was a deuce. Let me hold a deuce till next Friday. <laughs> hold a dove. Let, dove. <laughs> let me hold a dove the next Friday. And really, but these are right. real things. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to find someone like Dave Ramsey, or we're going to find somebody in the church that's got a little financial sense. Right. And I've, I've had to do this. Within the last year, I've been sitting in more counseling sessions about finance. I've sat across the, I've had sat across the table from, very wealthy men. And I said, listen, here's what's going on with me. Right. Well, I need to do this. What's some things you, I need to do? And f- they all say the same thing. 
you got to get out of debt. Right. That's what they've been telling me. You've got to get out of debt. So they sat down with me, pen and paper, and we took show, we showed up a plan to get out of debt. In right. my personal life, this ain't something I'm telling you about reading some Dave Ramsey. Right, this right, right. Going, I'm doing this right so you, now. Right. So <clears throat> because of some changes I've had to go through. Right. Divorce is bad. But I tell you, keep my dog. I kept the dog. I kept the dog. <laughs> Amen. My feet to eat him, though. Cause. <laughs> anyway, so. Hey, Pastor, can I ask you a question? Yeah, fire away. Wasn't that very humbling, though? To uh, lay out your finances. Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have a lot to fuss about because <laughs> they said, "Well, well, once you look, put everything on paper, you see where God has blessed you." Right. And you think, right? You think, okay, Greg, you've squandered a lot of money. Right. And they say, Greg, you squandered a lot of money, but it ain't nobody's business but mine. They said, "No, you want to do? You want? You, there's some things you want to do." Uh, yes, I am. They say, "Okay, you've got to get there." There ain't right. nothing wrong with what you want to do, but if you do it now, you're going to be sliding them credit cards down. So right, you just do it getting like, deeper and deeper, digging right. a hole, right. And uh, so they, but yeah, you're right. I had to lay it out. But let me say this about a mentor again. I laid my life out in front of people. A, I could trust. Right. Well, these are people that we have, that we're going to be, we know first, last name, yeah. know where they live. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not somebody we just... Randomly, you know, the David Ramsey guy, yes, that was, you yeah. know, something like that. But as far as living life, sure. you know. I had to go get. And if God opens up doors for you to have a mentor that was speaking to your life, no matter where they are in the rings of life, right. listen to them. God has opened, because of my position, the Lord has opened up the door for me to be able to sit with some high-power people. Right. I'm not high-power. They just opened up the door because I guess they felt sorry for me. But. I went and I've laid out my whole life before these people. And these folks are, some of them, I had to get some legal advice from a judge. I right. had to get some financial advice. Right. From, so, you know, so let me say this. I, um, I would suggest just by what, just talking over the last few minutes, sure. um, we need to have this godly person mentor first. We need to seek this one out first, somebody to show me how to get closer to God. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Because if my relationship ain't right with God, no matter what else or who I go talk to, it's not going. It's not going to happen. It's going to play out. That's I'm right. not going to be satisfied. Right. And for me to get satisfied in where I'm at and with who I'm talking to, I got God has to be satisfied sure. with me. Amen. That's absolutely right. And that's why that's why Bill wanted us talking about this faith. Faith is more important. Right. Than right. Anything, right. You, like you so said, faith is more important than anything right. else. Your broke uncle can't help you do anything. The rich uncle can get, write off every bill and hand you $10 million. Oh, we'll have a good time. Aruba, here we right. come. You know, but pretty soon the money always runs out. Yeah, they just say give the poor man, give the, the hungry man a fish, he'll eat for one night, give him a fishing pole, he can feed himself for the rest That's of his right. life. So right. it's very important. Find somebody that can mentor you in your finances. Just go to him and right. say, listen, here's what we're at. I'm broke. I'm working. You know, they may tell you go get another job. They may tell you. Uh, get pretty rigid in your finances. I don't know of anybody that would, I don't know of a, any financial person that would tell you let somebody else control your money. I don't know. I don't know. I, that, that's not a practice they have because they want us to be accountable because I like to just hand my money to them and invest it. Right, but, uh, right. I just want back yeah, a little bit yeah, more than I just gave you. Give me, right? tw- give me, give me a dub on Sunday. You know, give me right. a dub at 8 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, just keep but me above water. Th- that's, yeah. So, and as being able to sit down, and these people charge a high dollar. The people that I was able to talk to charge a lot of money, but out of the gracious of their heart, they stepped into my life. And right. they said the same thing. Get out of debt. It is vitally important to keep your relationship with God right. I'm, I'm a pastor. Don't tell me that. Well, yeah, tell me that. Right. This is what we need. So there is a sense of accountability in a mentor. I'm sitting here, and I'm asking you for help. You tell me what you think I need. Right. And they said the same thing. You need to walk with God. 
You right. walking through hell right now. You need right. to walk with God. Right. And don't do anything stupid. So find your mentor, like like Gator said, find your mentor first and foremost. You know they walk with God. Right. And let them speak in your life. And you got to eat you got to eat humility. We got here because of our pride. Right. We're gonna get out of it because of humility. Right. Secondly, your family. Protect your family. Keep them up close to you. Don't send them to church. Take them to church. And just don't right. send them take them to church. Get involved. Bill's been preaching this the last few weeks. Just don't sit on the, just don't do the 11 o'clock thing. Don't be just be a church and Easter only person. Right. Find a ministry and get involved. I'm sure we're trying to develop things here and other pre- wherever you're at. Find you a church and get involved. And then right. your finances, which is kind of a barometer to know how you're doing. If you don't look how you're doing in your life, look at your paycheck and your checkbook. Well, you pay your checkbook and your date book. Whatever's right, got right. your time and your yeah. money's got your heart. Right. So that's but don't, very important. Yeah, but you know, this this pride thing. You know, for me, you know, who are you to tell? That's my time and money is my own business. That's right. That's right. But you know, as me coming out, you know, being in recovery, I've had to realize that I've had to open up to be able for somebody. If if they don't know what's going on with me, right. if they don't, if I don't know what's going on with you, I can't help you. Sure. And if they didn't know exactly what was going on with me, there would be no help for me. Sure. And we have to open up, lay this other things aside. Uh, that's what they hear. Ain't nobody going to tell me what to do. I'm going to handle things I'm on. Yeah, right. you've been doing a pretty good job of that, ain't you? Right. Yeah. Yep. We'll put $80 on your book. we get a dub yep. on your books. <laughs> I don't think you put money <laughs> on books. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but right. true. So find you a mentor. And most of the time, these won't be the same people. Ministers, no. ministers have the world's worst problems with finances. Here's the reason why. We live high on the hog. We run them credit cards up. Thanks heaven. You know, I've done some dumb things, but I didn't have done that. I've done everything <laughs> right. else but that because I couldn't afford to pay the pay. You know, they charge like 20 and 25% interest on credit cards. So they loan you a dollar and you pay them a dollar 25 let you borrow that dollar. Yeah. That's how crazy it is. Anyway, <laughs> right. um, find you a mentor that will help you walk with God. And we'll right. hold you accountable. Number two, find you a mentor whose family's put together. Might not be perfect, but they put together and you like where they're going. Number three, find you a mentor that will help you with your finances. And that's the main thing. These are three big things. Walk with God. Keep your family close to you. Take them to church. Make them get involved with church. Right. Number three, finances. Somebody that you know isn't broke, ain't living on a credit card, didn't just rip somebody off because they got five grand now because hey they got some money right and they're gonna teach me they're gonna teach me how to spend <laughs> and uh v- very important but it here's how you do anything you got to be humble yes I gotta take yes. Greg and set him down because that joke is uncalled the worst member of first Baptist Church Hogenville is me okay I, the pastor has more problems with this guy right here than anybody else so I gotta lay Greg down the Bible teaches die to myself right. I say okay with a humble heart I'm coming to you. Here's where I'm at. Here's what happened. Can you help me? Oh, yeah, we can help you if you'll listen to us. Yeah, that's right. And that's that's the thing. We have to listen. And yeah. it's not, I mean, not just listening, but after we listen, we, we, we're we not just hearing it. We're listening to it, and you put it to work. Yeah. And then if you find out that it doesn't work for you, then you go back and say, hey, look, what's, you know, something ain't happening. Sure. And then they'll have, well, well did you do what I told you right, to? Right. Oh, yeah, I forgot to read that book. Sure. <laughs> you and, know what I'm saying? Right, sure. I right. didn't study for that test. And if, right. you'll, if you'll find a mentor and obey what they tell you in these three areas, you'll break that generational curse. You'll break the generational curse. And that's what we're trying to get to, guys, yeah. really, seriously, is, you know, breaking this generational curse. Like It's like for me, I'm breaking one myself. Right. Um, you know, I could slip and fall right back into it, but. God, God willing, you right. know, staying with him, keeping him in my sight, 
you know, staying focused on him, then everything will be okay. I'll, right. you know, I'll, I will progress. And God, God will send you a man if you really want one. I, and if it was me, I'd start in the church. Right. And I'd yeah, say, okay, let me find a church that's aggressive about winning souls and loving God. Right. And finally, go talk to the preacher. Tell him what you're trying to do. If he can't help you, he'll send somebody. Uh, get in touch with me. I'll tell me what you're trying to do, and I'll get right. in touch with somebody. But Gator, too. Bill, anything yeah. you want to add to all this? No, that was it. Okay. Celebrate recovery. First Baptist Church here in Hogesville. Please come. Every Sunday, 3 to 5. This is what I tell everybody. My mother died at 47 years old, and my mother lived a very rough life. And um, she used to say what Gator said. She said, Greg, are you listening to me? Yeah. Yes, yes, ma'am. No, 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 no. I know you hear me. Are you right. listening to me? Are you listening? She also say, said, Greg, don't make me go there. I said, go where, Mama? She said, upside your head. <laughs> right. <laughs> my That's mother, a good mental. Yeah, my, yeah, my, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think my mom ever had $200 her whole life. But by God, she, whoo, just rough and tough. But um, anyway, <laughs> I promise you this. On the authority of the Word of God, wherever you're at in your life, he will give you hope. Right. Amen. As long as the sun's coming up in the morning, and it is, you always have hope. God loves you. He loves you just like you are right where you're at. Yeah, and get uncomfortable. Some sure. of us are out there, we got way too comfortable yeah. set in what we think is the way to be. Right. And the thing is, you know, yes, we have uh, a lot of help up here with the Celebrate Recovery Program and with the church. We do a lot of things up here. But think about yourself right now. What if you was to come in and somebody else hears what you got going on and helps them? Right. So it's not really sometimes showing up to a group is meant for you to help somebody else. Somebody else out there is waiting on you to do the next right thing. Amen. So, you know, y'all come check us out, see what we got going on. You might help somebody else trying to get help for yourself. Amen. So we love you guys. God bless you. Jesus Christ loves you. Y'all have a blessed day. Have a great day. God bless you.